listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now raise those hands and those paws if you are a fan of those CSI TV shows. You know, the ones where the bad guys get caught thanks to DNA evidence. Now, boo or bark in disgust when you witness someone not picking up after their dog on a walk. Or worse, you step in a doo-doo pile while on a nice walk. Disgusting, right? Well, our special guests today are fighting back. They are reclaiming our lush lawns, our smooth sidewalks. They are pioneers in a counter-offensive to dog poop offenders. Now, I think I've gotten your attention, don't I? Now, I want you to give pause and applause to, first, Jim Simpson. He is president of BioPet Vet Labs in Knoxville, Tennessee. Until recently, his company primarily focused on creating a DNA World Pet Registry. He still does that, but rude-mannered pet people have unleashed a new offshoot for Jim. He created a new division, aptly called Poo Prints. Its mission? To collect and create a dog poop DNA registry. Now next up, our special guest is Debbie Logan. She is a property manager for Twin Ponds at Nashua in New Hampshire. She loves dogs. Heck, she even has a smiley canine pal named Safia, is that right? Safia. Mm-hmm. Safia. Woohoo! I love it. It's a pretty, pretty name. <laughs> Safia hangs out with her in her work office. But Debbie is not a big fan of unpicked up dog food. So her apartment complex is one of the first in the country to institute a new rule. All the people with dogs at Twin Ponds at Nashua have to register their dog's poop DNA. Yep, we're going to step right into this messy situation right after we pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So sit and stay, and for gosh sakes, pick up after your dog right after this commercial break. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave, we'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our topic today is a controversial one, dog poop. Nothing is more disgusting than to be on a pleasant walk with your well-mannered dog. You've brought plenty of doggy bags, and then you see, or worse, you step, in a pile of poo left by someone else's canine pal. Yuck. Well, guess what, America? Things have gotten so bad that at some apartment and condo developments, property managers are turning to Jim Simpson for help. As mentioned, Jim is the president of BioPet Vet Labs in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jim's quite busy these days. He has a new division of his company called Poo Prints that is scientifically collecting doggy DNA in the form of their poop. It turns out that doggy doo-doo, just like our fingerprints, are unique. It's almost like having a doggy ID card. Jim, welcome to the Old Behave Show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. And next up, we're also glad that we have Debbie Logan. She is a property manager at the Twin Ponds at Nashua in New Hampshire. And Debbie, you are quite a pioneer in your own right because you're one of the first uh, complexes to institute dog poop DNA registry, correct? That's right. and very proud of it. All right. I'm glad. Love that spirit. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into it. Jim, talk a little bit about what your company's all about, the Bio Pet Vet Labs, and then bring us up to speed to how Poo Prints came to be. Sure. Yeah, Bio Pet Vet Lab has been in business for about four years. We were a, uh, a division of another research company up until about three years ago where we were looking at uh, uh, services to be offered uh, in the pet industry. We initially uh, began our business as a vet reference lab for our local vets where we would take in blood work on a daily basis and, and do testing uh, of those samples. And then we quickly moved into the DNA field as we had a lot of interest uh, amongst our board in, in becoming more involved in, in the pet industry. And so we started looking at services that were DNA-related. Our initial product was a, a breed ID test that would tell a mixed-breed dog owner what breed made up the ancestry of that dog. And then we moved quickly moved into proof of parentage, which is a service offered to breeders for them to offer confirmation that the pups are from the parents that they say it is. And from that, we also started offering uh, the Poo Prints program. We spent about a year of research, I think, or more on the Poo Prints, but we really didn't initially roll it out until fourth quarter uh, of 2010 and really started marketing it hard in 2011. But how Poo Prints came about, we're always looking for other uh, DNA services to complement our other business. And one morning, our boss Tom Boyd, who's our CEO, came in. He has a dog, and he said, you know, it, it, was it possible for us to match uh, dog feces back to the, the the dog? And, of course, everyone in the lab at that point said no because they did not want to be testing feces. <laughs> and I love uh, how polite but, you are. I say dog doo-doo. You're going dog feces. Now yeah, you okay, just, we'll call it doo-doo then. But they, were not excited. <laughs> they were not excited about testing dog doo-doo, I can tell you that. So right. they... They resisted it some, but as we pushed more, we started doing research on the environmental side, the impacts of 
of unscooped dog poop. We, you know, we started realizing, hey, there's a, here's a problem here that really hasn't been addressed. And so they started looking at that and had some issues early on of actually being able to ship the dog poop from the property to our lab without it growing bacteria and tearing the DNA down. So that was the primary problem that we, you know, uh, experienced early on. But anyway, the answer to our boss, our CEO, Tom Boyd, was, yes, we can do that. Although it took us about a year to perfect it, it is now working. And, I mean, and his problem was it was causing a lot of disharmony in the neighborhood because if you didn't own a dog, you viewed every dog owner as irresponsible. And right. the way we view this program is it's a, it's a solution for the responsible dog owners more than the irresponsible dog owners. So that's okay. kind of a little history of our company and how the product came to be. I appreciate that, Jim. And we're going to get deeper into doggy doo-doo and some of the science behind our feces facts in a little bit. Sure. But I also want to get quickly up and do a big shout-out to a great lady. Her name is Debbie Logan. She runs an apartment complex in New Hampshire. It's called Twin Ponds at Nashua. And I really enjoyed speaking to you earlier this week. you got to talk to me a little bit. Here you are running this complex. Tell us a little bit about this complex. I've seen some photos on your website. It's TwinPondsNashua.com, everybody. If you're living in the area and looking for a place, it's beautiful. So tell us a little bit about what Twin Ponds is all about and how in the heck you found out about a guy named Jim Simpson and dog poop DNA. Thank you very much, Arden, and I enjoyed talking to you, too. Pretty much what was going on here is uh, we've been dog-friendly for a very long time, but over the last probably two years, it's become more and more popular, I guess, to own a dog, and then it becomes very difficult for renters to find a place that allows the dog without charging them an arm and a leg for it. Mm -hmm. I I had a pun there, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. Wagging my tail in in appreciation. Bring them on. Did you catch that one? Okay. (laughs) And um, so we do not have any breed or weight restriction. Uh, We have 339 units currently. Uh, We're building again right now. Um, Another 32 units, those are going to be called the fountains within our complex. But we currently have about 250 dogs, anything ranging from a Chihuahua to a Great Dane. Yeah, it's a lot of dogs for an apartment complex. And so, you know, as we all talk about, most pet owners are responsible. And it doesn't take long to ruin a situation in our complex, just a very small percentage of people not picking up. So trying to catch those violators is a whole different ballgame, especially for a property manager. You rely on another tenant basically seeing another tenant or it's basically a bunch of he said, she said kind of a thing, but there's never any real proof. And that became very frustrating to me. You know, somebody would say, there's a huge mess behind building nine. I know who's doing it. I can tell by the size of it and they're the size of their dog. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> Deb, I got to get this image going. I've got my ruler. I'm doing the uh, measurements. It is not the Chihuahua. (laughs) It is the Great Dane. Yes, yes, it is a Great Dane. And I do know for a fact what that dog's diet is. Yeah, I know. It was was ridiculous. And so I started looking and looking and looking for a solution. And what I thought I would do was target dog parks in different cities. And they must be doing something to enforce pooper scooper laws. And what I found was that they had pooper scooper laws in place, and that, but nobody was enforcing it because there was no way to prove whose dog was responsible. Mm-hmm. So I kept looking and looking, and actually basically what I found was a bunch of frustrated property owners and dog park owners. And then I found the Poo Prince program. 
Women. And uh, dun, when dun, I started, dun, 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 dun. I think we have to have a Mission Impossible thing, or CSI. I can't sing very well, but so I can. I have to back up. So here you go. There's laws on the books that say, "Hey, folks, you got to pick up your poop." But there's nobody on the employment that's out there enforcing it. That's right. So, How would they enforce it? How would they enforce it? I mean, you know, in my property, it's private property, so I get to make my own rules here, which I love. (laughs) In the city of Nashua, I know, in the city of Nashua, they have a pooper scooper law, but there's no way to enforce that. There's no way to prove who's responsible for that. So when I found um, Jim's wonderful program, I initially thought that it was absolutely insane. Sorry, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Are you agreeing, Jim, that you got this call from uh, New Hampshire? Oh, absolutely. And actually, Deb had a very challenging process. When she found us, we were just on the brink of trying to get rolled out. Our program was not even really ready. And Deb continued with a lot of persistence to say, when are you going to let me sign up? Mm-hmm. When she was very good. And she, I have to give her credit. She was probably the reason we got it rolled out as soon as we did. Without Deb, it would have never happened as soon as it did because we were focused on all our other DNA services. So. Well, Deb, pause up, man. You, you created an well, industry for you. him. Yeah, I like your well, foresight. You. And, um, well, I um, and on the flip side of that, it actually has become a marketing tool for me. I can market that I have 250 dogs here. Bring your dog too. Guess what? We do DNA here. We catch the violators, and we have a clean property. So it works for me too. So. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. Now, I want people to dash over after the show to the TwinPondsNashua.com site. I did myself, and you know, there's this beautiful little fishing lake. And I can just see, you know, it's a beautiful complex and it's different kinds of units. So people can actually now fish and, uh, and not use dog poop as bait, right? Yes, they can. <laughs> they can actually stand around the pond without standing in a pile. It's very nice. <laughs> That's good. So um, we're going to find out how the results of your testing at your place have been. But we do want to, uh, before we take a commercial break, I want uh, you all to put your thinking caps on. Because it seems like maybe a silly thing, but it is really a serious situation, dog poop. It's a health risk, folks. And we're going to learn about some of the health risk facts right after we take this commercial break. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is John O'Hurley reminding you you're listening to the Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're giving the scoop on poop. Yep, grown, 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 but... We have two very special guests. The first is Jim Simpson. He is the president of BioPet Vet Labs, and they have a, a program called Poo Prince. And you can go to just check out the website. It's uh, pooprints.com. It's collecting doggy 
poop DNA. And we also have Debbie Logan. She is the property manager for the Twin Oaks at Nashua Apartment Complex. A very dog welcoming place, folks. They've got chow wow 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 wows and Great Danes and everything in between. There's no breed or weight restrictions. They just have a simple request. Folks, pick up after your dog. Jim, maybe you can help me out a little bit about this. I've talked to a few of my veterinary friends, and dog poop is filled with bad stuff like bacteria. Do you have any um, dog poop information you care to share with our listeners? Sure, sure. Yeah, from an environmental standpoint, the EPA places dog waste in the same health category as oil and toxic chemicals. Cause, so that You're tells kidding. you a little bit about yeah, the severity of how big of a problem it is from an environmental standpoint. The CDC, which is the disease control, uh, estimates that 14% of the U.S. population is infected with Toxicara. And this is a parasite that dog waste uh, carries and can be passed to humans, okay? This this most people that are infected with it really never show any symptoms, but there are cases where that parasite is capable of or has caused blindness and other illnesses, especially in children. And so wow. it is a it is a problem. Now there are some some statistics and information out there about how certain diseases also co- can be passed from dog to dog, and I don't have any of that in front of me, but there is information relative to that. Well, I've got a, a weird fact for all our listeners. According to the site that is run by veterinarians, pet waste teams up with E. coli and other harmful bacteria and causes can cause serious kidney disorders, intestinal illness, cramps, and diarrhea in us folks. And, ooh, here's a yucky fact. There are 23 million fecal coliform bacteria in a single gram of dog doo-doo. I remember there's a famous quote by the late great, who was it, Rodney Dangerfield. He said, I think my cat's Egyptian. She keeps leaving pyramids in every room. Well, we can joke about poop until we step in it or until we get sick. So, Jim, I do salute you for starting poo prints. I mean, I'm sure the guys and gals in the lab right now are happy in this economy to have good jobs. And you must admit, when you're at a cocktail party or you're out with some friends, you sure have an interesting job description. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, it does I mean, make for interesting conversation. I can just see you. How are you on an airplane when somebody next to you and they say, what do you do for a living? How do you explain yourself? Well, we, we once again, we, don't, we try not to identify ourselves as uh, poop testers. We really try to identify ourselves as, you know, a wide range of DNA services uh, that are making our, our world uh, much more uh, cleaner and pet friendly because there are, you know, there are 78 million dogs in the U.S. and growing. So, but the and one each thing, one of their poop is unique, right? Because just like their DNA. Much so. Each okay. dog has its own uh, unique DNA profile. And I would say we don't, and, and Deb can speak to this more, but we don't test a lot of feces here. I think, uh, I think Deb mentioned she has 250 dogs on her property. I think we may test, I'm guessing, a half a dozen samples a month. It's a great deterrent, though. How do you argue with DNA, right? Oh, you don't. You don't. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, when you when you look at DNA and you look at the match of the DNA profile from a cheek swab of a dog, and then you take the DNA from the feces and you match those up, 
there is no arguing. I mean, it, it matches. Okay. All right, Deb. I mean, you have been a property manager for a number of years. You get to handle controversy all the time. He said, she said, you were talking about that before. Bring us up to how this situation has worked for you and uh, what's been the response of folks at your complex that have dogs? Actually, the response was very good. I actually anticipated a uh, a bigger argument from my residents and um, didn't really get it. The challenging part for us is we had to go a little bit backwards to get this going. I didn't want to wait for um, just to start with, you know, new move-ins. I wanted to go back and get this thing going. So we had to basically amend our rules and chase residents to make appointments with us to get the DNA, do the swabbing in the office. And so there was a bit of chasing involved. And (laughs) out of the 339 units, only two of my residents complained to my face about it, which one of I got to catch later, which was a blast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How much does it cost the residents to register their doggy DNA? We have a one-time pet fee of $50 when they move in, and we don't do pet securities. We don't do monthly pet fees. That's it, one fifty dollars fee. Wow. You know, you are, if I was a pet owner living in New Hampshire, I would dash over to your place. That is great because I have found that if you welcome pets and you maintain a good policy, the people that have pets are usually very grateful, and they tend to stay longer and tend to be a little bit better tenants. Is that correct? That couldn't be more accurate, and I've been maintaining 100% occupancy here for several months. Um, I have a waiting list, and like you said, people are very grateful. Not only do we allow pets, we have pet playgrounds on the property. There's a camaraderie on my property because of all the pet owners. We don't want to kill them with pet fees. It's just we want to make them responsible and make this program work, and so that $150 it's really nothing if you were to um, go look at some of the other pet fees that are charged out there. That's not oh, what yeah. we're trying to do. We're trying to maintain a clean property. So how have you caught anybody? <laughs> I mean, I have. Uh-oh. <laughs> this po- I'm sorry. <laughs> this poop belongs to your dog. How do you know it's my dog? Because the DNA says so. So what happens <laughs> when you catch? We don't, I want you to name anybody, but describe the dog and what happened. Well, um, we actually, Jim had mentioned that they maybe do six tests a month. Um, that's, I actually did a little looking and I think that over about a 15 month period, I've submitted about 30 samples. I mean, that's less than two a month with 250 Mm -hmm. dogs here. But what happens is, uh, when somebody finds a pile of poo or dookie or whatever you guys like to call it, They call us. We send one of our maintenance guys off with the um, sample collection kit. They grab a sample. We do a little report just to say where the location of it was, and we send it off to Jim. Well, not Jim personally. (laughs) Jim, you got a present in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yay. Uh, Always what I've always wanted. I laughed when you mentioned uh, Mission Impossible earlier when my maintenance guys come in and I cue up Mission Impossible music. They know what they're going to be doing. Oh, you're kidding me. Really? Mm-hmm. No, nope, I really do. <laughs> well, I, I figure if I'm going to send my maintenance guy off to collect dog, you know, doogie, that the least I can do is have, you know, make it a little fun. So, okay, um, I salute them. They are part of this very important poop process. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a week later, I get an email from Bio um, Pet that tells me who the uh, violator is. Okay, and then what so, we do uh, is we issue a hundred dollar fine. Wow. Okay. Yep. And. Uh, Okay, that I think that's fair. Now, have have you had any repeat poop offenders, poop perpetrators? 
I have had two repeat offenders who both blamed their children. That's one of the biggest excuses is I tell the kids to pick up after the dog. So, but unfortunately it's your dog and you're responsible and I don't care if, you know, it's your children, your aunt, uncle, grandmother, whoever walks your dog, you're still responsible. So that's the way we handle that. Well, I think that's good. I mean, I can just really, seriously. So are people like, they can't argue with the DNA for you, right? Jim was saying that's pretty damning evidence, but have you had anybody that's other than blaming their children come up with other wacky reasons why they shouldn't be fined? Yep. Uh-oh. Yep. I still have a favorite story. I had a resident come in to tell me it was no, uh, there was no way it could be their dogs. And they believed that because they were having problems with their roommate, that their roommate probably went out to one of the dog stations. We, we have dog stations all over the property and we provide, you know, the clean up bags and so forth. Mm-hmm. They were convinced that their roommate went out and figured out which barrel they had disposed of the poo in and sifted through all of the green bags and found their exact poo and planted it on the property. <laughs> my favorite Oh, my story. God. <laughs> I can, come on, yeah, everybody. Was- we're, we're a radio show, but I want everybody to visualize this. Here's somebody in the stealth <laughs> of night in New Hampshire looking, and there it is, the big booty of dog boo in a big receptacle, and they're all in green bags. They're all identical, but this person just happens to pick the one that belongs to her roommate's dog. I think that person should go out and buy a lotto ticket, because I think the odds of winning the lotto are probably much greater than them finding the exact poop that was their roommate's dog. What do you think, Deb? <laughs> I, like I said, it's still my favorite story. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, we're having a little fun, but I also want to tell you, I did speak to a development in Jupiter, Florida, and they also are requiring their tenants to pick up dog poop DNA. And they have a kind of a unique layout because they also have high-rise apartments with hallways and elevators. And guess what? People have actually, in the village at Abacoa Condo in Jupiter, have left dog doo-doo in the carpet, in the hallway, and in the elevator. Could you imagine pushing the button to go to work, and you open up the elevator doors, and there is a pile of dog poo? I, I just can't even fathom that people would just not pick up. So like you, Debbie, the property folks, the president of the condo association is a gentleman named Matthew Brickman. I spoke with him yesterday. They've instituted a policy. It's a $100 fine, and it, the clock is a ticking. If you don't pay your fine every day, you're fined $100. So they're not messing right. around in Jupiter, Florida. But I think that's pretty disgusting. Jim, what do you think about having uh, feces found in elevators, carpets, and stairwells? Yes, I mean it's it, we've we've had that call several several times from from high rise type uh, facilities that, that the dogs don't make it to the outside, and so it's it is you know the dogs go in the elevators and leave it there. There's also been the reports of it being in the hallways, and uh, it definitely you know is a, is a, a problem even beyond the environmental and health concerns. I mean, it's just uh, no one wants to live in that environment. You know, I'm sitting back here thinking, you know, if I come back in another life sometime, I don't know what your feelings are, I want to come back as a dog. When you think about dogs, they don't have to cook their own meals. They don't have to pay taxes. They got, hopefully, if they're in a home with somebody that cares, they've got a nice bed or two. They get to watch TV while we work, and we pick up their poop. I mean, who's really calling the shots here? But I walk around in my neighborhood or I go to a dog park 
And it just is fun to watch humans at work pretending that their dog it is not their dog that is doing it. They'll start reading a newspaper. They'll be looking at the no bird that's supposed to be in the tree when their dog gets in the squat position. Do either of you, Jim or Deb, have any, any insight to why people would not pick up after their dog? Let's go with you, Deb. I mean, seriously, we know what the deal is, but why do you think some people just don't pick up? Speaking from an apartment community, here specifically, I think that it's one just sheer laziness and I can hardly wait to turn over their apartment when they move someday and see how they took care of their home. Oh, yeah. And two, it's not their property, so they don't care. Okay. It's yeah. such a small percentage, though. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. It is. It's a very small percentage. So I don't think, once again, I think we want to be careful not to give the perception that we're saying all dog owners are irresponsible. Oh, not uh, at all. If you look at you know, if it let's say it's only a, uh, less than five percent of people don't clean up. I think it's on average one dog produces two hundred and seventy-six pounds of poop per year. Okay? Wow! So <laughs> you just pulled that fact right out of you your. Take, uh-huh. If you take two hundred and fifty dogs at Deb's place, and you take five percent of those aren't being picked up after, that's that's twelve dogs times. 270, that's thirty. That's 3,300 pounds of poop every year she's got on her property that's not being picked up of and properly disposed of. I love so your you math. You're like a savant. What'd you, man, you, you got a calculator in your head. Oh, my you gosh. Just come up, you quickly figure out that, you know, <laughs> it only takes a small percentage for this to be a problem. Now, why people aren't doing it, I think it's back to Deb's statement. It's laziness, what we have found in some of the northeast and the uh, areas where they have a lot of snow. It, it sometimes is weather-related. If it's snowing real hard, the dog poops, and people are wanting to get in. If it's raining, that creates an inconvenience. There's, there are excuses such as that. So, uh, but, but then you can is, come back after the weather's better and go pick it up. You know where yeah, it is. That's, that's, yes, you do. It's still there. Yeah. It doesn't go away. <laughs> it's like waving its hand. I mean, I laugh because I have a little dog and a big dog, Chipper and Cleo, and 60-pound and 12-pound. I'm going to try to do the math for their poop now. So they're they're roughly doing almost 600 pounds of poop a year between them. Thank you for sharing right. that. Right, right. I have artificial turf in my backyard. Every neighborhood dog loves to come to Arden's backyard and make a little signature, leave their little doggy business card. It doesn't bother me because we all clean it up and pick it up and Everything's fine. Sure. I think one of my accessories now in my wardrobe are spare poop bags that I have in my pocket. I can go to really nice events, you know, or I'll have a, my purse with me, and I go to give somebody a business card, and there's a spare dog poop bag. So I think my life is, I'm, I'm very conscientious. But it just it just tickles me that people just think they're it's beneath them to pick it up, or like you said, the weather is a factor. But do you think it's sad or do you think this is going to finally turn around this dog poop DNA? Do you think it's going to be uh, something that is going to pick up steam in other places, Jim? What's been the inquiries like at your place for poop? Print? Yeah, well, we do. We've had, a, we've had a lot of publicity just recently from a huge media splash due to some properties being interviewed. Uh, so we've got a lot of uh, interest in the program. So we th- we think it's going to continue to grow and be implemented in a lot of places. We've got a lot of interest internationally from other countries. I just got a email in uh, this last week from Singapore from a community that's got 700 dogs in it. 
And then oh, wow. Yeah, it's just a huge, huge problem. But what we see, and one of the things that plays into this also is our World Pet Registry, and that's where all the dogs' our information is maintained. That's where the Deb has access to. She now knows what dogs are on her property. And before, what we're finding is a lot of the properties, they kind of know how many dogs that they have registered within their property, but there's a lot of dogs that are on their property that aren't registered because they have no way of tracking it. So what we've seen is that World Pet Registry gives an opportunity uh, to manage the dogs on their property, and it also gives that pet owner the opportunity to maintain health records and different information about their dogs on that secure database as well. But we see this becoming kind of a, a worldwide thing. We're hoping that we can get municipalities and government folks involved of where we use that registry as a place to for dogs to be registered for uh, so if a dog is being taken from one country to another or from a person's moving from one condo or one apartment complex to another, then it's just a, it's a simple matter of transferring the registration number on that dog. So, well, I anyway, think that's a great we, idea. It's we, a one-time expense then. You, and, you know, I've absolutely. got a mystery mutt. I call it a Hoosier mama, Hoosier daddy dog, Cleo. Right, and we right. did the DNA on her, and it was hilarious because... Her parents were supposedly too muddy to distinguish. One grandparent is a miniature poodle, and this 12-pounder, one great-grandparent, according to the veterinary geneticist, said Cleo's great-grandparent was a basset hound. So I call her your royal houndness. But it's nice to know because there's certain diseases that are genetically more of a propensity for. And so I, I guess I kind of know she's, she's got a nose for fun, but she's a little 12-pound mystery mutt. I think it's important, too, and Deb, you can chime in here. Isn't it nice to know who your doggy occupants are and you know exactly, and it kind of keeps tabs on things better? Absolutely, and what I've also found now that this program is just, you know, running so smoothly here and it's an automatic part of your move-in that you bring your dog with you, I spend hardly any time at all looking for a problem now. My residents, if there is that very, you know, rare problem found, they're the ones that call me and then we go out and take care of it. But it's just been an amazing thing. And, and somebody made fun of me once for saying it was the coolest thing I've ever done as a property manager. <laughs> it's that cool of a product, though. I, I have found a product that keeps my property clean. And from my standpoint, it's of no cost to me. It's a cost to the pet owner. And it's a low cost. I, think, I mean... Yeah, And it's a low cost to the pet owner. And my community here, they it, like I said, it's just a very good community atmosphere. And, and it's on the pet owners and, and everybody knows and the deterrent and just the whole thing is fabulous. And I see this actually becoming more of the norm than not. And if you don't have this on your property, I think people will be likely not to rent there and rent where this, this product is in place. Now, one last thing. Do you think, uh, Debbie, that if someone would leave Heaven on Earth, which is Twin Ponds at Nashua, for some reason they have to say move to California or someplace, can they take that information and, and give it to the property manager in another location or do they have to refile? Or, or, Jim, maybe you can help out. Is this good enough evidence to another place that you wouldn't have to re-register? No, they do not have to re-register. All they have to do is notify us that they are moving to this new property and if that property as part of the, you know, participating in the program. And it's just a simple transfer of that DN number to their, to their database. Okay. So everybody listen in. This is a one-time expense for a lifetime of peace and mind that no one ever again will accuse you 
of your dog leaving a doo-doo if you always pick up. I think from the standpoint of a responsible pet owner, everybody's going, thank you. It's not my dog. Seriously. Well, give me proof. Here's my dog's DNA. I think that would kind of silence the yappers among the accusers. Right, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that that one of the greatest benefits of the pet ID and the registry is if, and this is a long shot, but there are cases where dogs get lost. There are cases where dogs get stolen and people try to claim your dog. You know, DNA is the ultimate identifier. And if we maintain and retain the DNA of all the dogs on file for, I think it's 18 years. So if a dog is ever lost or stolen and you need to identify and confirm that that dog is yours, all that that has to be done is a simple cheek swab, mail it in, and we compare it back and we have proof that is that is your dog. So there is that That's really life, good. lifetime proof of identity for that dog owner. All right. Well, we have been delighted. We have had two great guests on our show today. I want to first give a big pause up to Debbie Logan. She is the property manager for Twin Ponds at Nashua in uh, New Hampshire. It is an amazing pet welcoming place. And thanks to the Doggy DNA program, it is a very clean place. I want everyone to dash over to TwinPondsNashua.com, and that's N-A-S-H-U-A, for all those folks that don't know how to spell that city in beautiful New Hampshire. And secondly, I also want to thank Jim Simpson. He is the president of the Bio Pet Vet Labs in Knoxville, Tennessee. He's got a website, also has a program called Poo Prince, P-O-O-Prince.com. Jim, is that the best way to check you out, or is there another website we want people to dash no, on? That's, that's perfect. Yeah, PooPrints.com is the best place to learn about that program. Our parent company, BioPitVet Lab, speaks to our other products, but PooPrints does have its own distinct website. All right. We have been doing the scoop on poop, and I think we found a very scientific solution. And I'm glad that both of you have been guests on our show. At this time, I also want to give a shout-out to my cool producer, Mark Winter. He's got a doggy, and he does pick up after his doggy in his complex in Florida. And so I salute him for that. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.